You're listening to the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show with your host, Coach Tim Campsall, where we talk with successful business owners to hear the stories of their journeys in building their successful businesses. And more importantly, we recognize the folks who help them excel because we know that achieving business success is not something we can do on our own. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest is very into non-religious spirituality. In his downtime, he enjoys spending time with his wife, and he's most proud of the relationship that he has, both with his wife as well as his kids. It is my pleasure to welcome Vinicio to the show today. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's start with um, having you introduce yourself. Tell us uh, uh, your full name and a bit of your personal story, like where you were born and live and about your family and hobbies. Yeah, so my name is Benicio Sanchez. Um, I was born in Mexico, um, but I've lived here in Indianapolis for about uh, since 2003. So it's going to be over 20 years now. Uh, I also live in Orlando for about three years. I really enjoyed it, actually. but most of our family live here. Live here in Indianapolis. So we came back. To, we decided to come back. Um, I do have three kids right now. Uh, we have a a twelve, a nine, and three year old. Um, at the moment, I really don't have any hobbies or anything. Unfortunately, I'm I'm a busy person. I have two businesses to run. So having a hobby is really uh, really tough right now. But uh, <laughs> that's the story right now. It's just uh, living here in Indianapolis and trying to survive this weather. <laughs> for sure yeah. well i can uh i can appreciate you know being busy and and having uh kids that ends up being a, a hobby for a, a number of years <laughs> yeah that's correct yeah Vinicio, yeah. um what's a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share today so i have a couple of ones but the only thing that came to mind was the one time we were in a hotel and the tv control was not working and so i called the operator and the, the, I think the batteries were not working. And so I, I was telling the, the operator, I just said, I told her, I said, just bring some batteries so that we can replace them. I'll replace them myself. But she couldn't, because of my accent, she didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> and so um, I said it like five or 10 times. And then I, I just gave up and I was like, I told my wife, I was like, just talk to her, tell her it's the batteries. And so my wife was like, yeah, the batteries are not working. Just bring batteries. And the lady was like, oh, is that what he was saying? And so my wife was just laughing. When, you know, when she heard that, she was like just laughing. And then she she didn't stop laughing at me that night. Um, and so it. sometimes she tells that story to people because I, I have that issue. Same thing with with when I ask for a lemonade. Uh, sometimes waiters don't, don't understand that. And like, can I have a lemonade? And they're like, what? Lemonade. And <laughs> my accent um it's hard to get rid of it i've tried uh it's just some words that i just can't pronounce correctly unfortunately yeah um, i i can understand i'm from canada so there's some words that i pronounce that people here think sound funny as well <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just that's just it is it is a reality but yeah that's that's the only funny story for me i think i, I have more but i think that's those are the two that i can think of <laughs> thanks for sharing i love it well hey tell us a little bit about um how the business came about and you know at what point in time did you have the confidence that you could run your own business so uh i actually opened my first business in 2017 when i was in orlando uh i tried to open a 
it was more like a consulting business where I was uh, helping businesses get loans. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you heard of MCA loans. Um, they're very expensive. Yeah. And so uh, I, I, I tried that. It didn't work um, for a year, actually. And uh, I decided to just do something else, shut down everything, started working. I went back to the workforce again, actually. Um, and uh, a, a few years later, in 2019, um, a friend of mine approached me and said, hey, like, why, why not open a staffing agency since you already have a lot of experience? And he also had experience in, in the staffing industry and the hotel industry. He's actually a, a general manager for a hotel here in Indianapolis. So I told him, I was like, you know what? Uh, if you come, you know, if we do it together, let's do it. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, and at that time, I also had some money saved. So I felt more comfortable because I think one of the issues, too, with me not opening a staffing agency before was because you need money for 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 your payroll. I mean, you right. just need to support uh, at least at least 45 to 60 days in payroll because um, you don't know how soon you're going to get the checks mm -hmm. from the from the hotels. And so um, I felt more comfortable at that point. I think it was just uh, timing. Uh, I was also kind of tired of working for other companies <laughs> and, and they making decisions that affect me that had nothing to do with my performance. I had nothing to do with my work. It was just simply that they decided to sell the company or they decided to sell the property that I was working at or, or they were just downsizing or something else. I mean, it was always something that was out of my control. Yeah. Um, and so for me, you know, I was like, I was just getting tired of it. Um, and, and as you know, a lot of, a lot of companies too, you have to deal with politics, unfortunately, you know, a lot of it is, has nothing to do with you, how good you are, how much money you're making, uh, how good with people you are. It has to do with politics. Unfortunately, if you don't know how to play po politics, especially when you get to the upper management, it gets more complicated. Sure. That's where, uh, things go south a lot of times if you don't know how to play the game. And so I got tired of it. I was like, I, I need something else. So I decided to open the staffing agency. Um, and then uh, a few, uh, a couple of years later, I decided to open the painting company since I already also have experience working for apartments and mm. dealing with vendors and dealing with painters and cleaners. Um, so for me, it was I, I said, you know, let's let's do two businesses. So I decided to have the staffing and the painting business. Fantastic. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about the company. What's the name? Uh, what do you guys do? How do you help folks? Yeah. So the staffing is the S and P staffing. Uh, we provide um, housekeepers, housemen, uh, cooks, dishwashers, uh, servers for hotels here in Indianapolis. Uh, we have about uh, ten clients at the moment. Uh, we've been in business for it's going to be now since 2019. So it's going to be over four years. Going to be four years now. And um, and so that's what we do with the staffing uh, for the for the painting business. So the company is called Sans Global LLC. Uh, we provide painting services for uh, for apartments. We we come in when the, the the resident moves out. We come in. We do the painting work. We actually in some properties also do the cleaning. So we do the the, the move out cleaning mm -hmm. so that the unit is ready for for people to move in. Um, so those are the two things we do. We also do glazing, countertops, glazing tubs, uh, paint cabinets, uh, drywall repairs, and things like that. Wonderful. So for everyone listening, uh, go ahead and check out the company in the link in the description uh, attached to this video. And uh, 
go visit Vinicio's LinkedIn and and uh, tell him that you watched his video, watched his interview. So, yeah, that'd be awesome. So, Vinicio, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, and maybe even though you didn't think that you could, and the impact that that person had on you. Uh, I think I have a couple of stories. I mean, I think uh, for me, the main one is my wife. She, she's she been always pushing me, actually, from a long time. She was the one always uh, telling me, hey, you know, it's time for you to open your own business, especially when I lost my job, you know, for, for, for reasons that were out of my control. Mm. She would be always telling me, hey, you know, maybe maybe it's time for you to do something for you, on your own. Um, and so she she always had that, you know, she was always on that. I also had a friend of mine that I worked with uh, that would also tell me the same thing. Be like, man, you're ready to have your own business. Why don't you do it? You know, yeah. it's not that hard. And and so I had a couple of people that always kind of asked me that question and pushed me. And so uh, for me, it was David Williams and uh, and my wife and then my other friend, Rafael, too. He was also always asking about that. So I think for me, those people were the main ones that uh, helped me kind of convince myself that I was ready. Cause that's the other thing too. Sometimes you feel like you're not ready, you know, like you don't know. There's a lot of things that you don't know. Like as an, as a, as an employee, you deal with the operations, you deal with um, customer service, you deal with a lot of things, but you don't deal with, you know, payroll taxes mm -hmm. with, uh, with uh, your income taxes. You don't deal with uh, unemployment letters. You don't deal with, you know, a lot of that stuff. Uh, that owners usually deal with, especially when you have a lot of employees, it yeah. gets complicated with the ACA rules. It gets complicated with uh, labor laws rules. You got to be aware of it. You know, it's just it gets more and more. As a manager, of course, you're aware of it and you get trained. And but it's it, it just as owner, you it's more. And then and then you have to deal with cash flow as well. Yeah. And then understand how how to manage that, and so you don't run out of money or you know all of those things. So yeah, I mean, I think. For me, it was that um, people were pushing me to say, you know, do it, do it. You're ready. You're ready. And it, it was just convincing myself that I was ready to do yeah. it, I think. I love that. Yeah. The, the convincing ourselves, having the mindset, being ready to jump in. Because the reality is, is that we're never going to have all of the information that's needed to be a business owner. Because as you you just listed off a few things is there's a ton of stuff that's required to be a business owner. And you know, the school system teaches us how to be an employee. And and when we're employed with someone else, we learn how to be a manager, but we don't know, learn how to be a business owner. So there's always going to be a, a significant learning curve in in taking on taking that step and becoming a business owner. And so, yeah, I like what you said. You got to kind of got to go in with your eyes open that, hey, this is going to be, you know, a big learning curve and I'm ready to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and that, that that's a, that's the main thing for 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 every and it's a fear, you know, it's a fear because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. We actually define fear as false expectations appearing real. <laughs> so the the fear can be can feel so correct, right? But usually what happens is we assume the worst case scenario and then we convince ourselves that that's what's going to happen. And then we are paralyzed of moving forward, but but more important, you know, if that's the worst case, we got to think about what's the best case and then what's the most probable and then move forward, understanding that, hey, I need to put some some things in place to mitigate against the worst case and realize that, that most likely it's going to be the 
you know, the, the most probable case it's going to happen. And, and that's less overwhelming. So let's, let's move forward and learn our way through it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know? So what's been your biggest learning as a business owner? Uh, for me was two things. Uh, the main one, taxes and cash flow. I think those two were big for me, at least, uh, you know, the tax code is very complicated with the agency they make it harder for business owners to pay taxes hmm. the websites are terrible you know it's not easy to register to get it done to pay the taxes to, i mean it's just yeah. way too complicated uh the second thing for me is cash flow of course uh cash flow is not easy to manage especially if you have a fifty thousand hundred thousand dollars payroll hmm. uh, and then you know yeah. you gotta you gotta support that and so that that's when it gets very complicated i think for me at least yeah, uh, and and then play with it too because you know you have to uh, be smart about it too so that you don't pay as much you know you don't pay too much in taxes as well so those are the things that I think for me were the biggest learning yeah on on the tax side I, yeah I agree that the tax code's complicated the systems are complicated I recommend to all uh, all business owners that as soon as you're able to to hire an outside resource you know get get an accountant or a payroll company or bookkeeper to, to take care of that for you, because, you know, it's just, there's so much involved in it that it, it's just better to pay an expert who knows how to do it efficiently and effectively and, and remove one more burden off of the business owner's plate to be able to focus on running the business instead of the, you know, the nuances of, of taxes and, and payroll and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, the reporting, the reporting, like I, uh, there was the, you know, you, the, to pay the unemployment because you have mm -hmm. to still pay, pay for it. And, and uh, once you get to a certain amount of employees, uh, you can, once you, like, if you have 10 employees, you can do it yourself. But once you get to more than 10 and 20 and 30, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, you have, you have to hire somebody else. And, and so you can't do it yourself. It's just impossible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, they make it so difficult. <laughs> unnecessarily difficult <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and that's why you know that's why there's a you know there are different um agencies and and companies out there that help to make the, that stuff easy right help take it off of our plate you know payroll yeah. companies or or uh accountants and and things like that because as a business owner there's just too many things that we have to be able to to have our pulse on that it in a lot of cases it doesn't make sense to to be an expert in all of those different areas, it it makes more sense to outsource it or hire somebody to do it for us, so that we free up our time to be able to to focus on the big strategic things. And and you mentioned cash flowing; it's important as well that you know we're not we're not going to be able to outsource all those things in the beginning because we're you know we're just getting started and we're building our business. But having a plan in place of you know, what are the things that make most sense to outsource as soon as possible and and figuring out when can we make that happen from a, a cash flow standpoint and and uh yeah so cash flow is a, a stressor that all business owners have of yeah. you know, the fear of you know are we going to be able to to make payroll this week or this month right? yeah 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 it gets complicated so we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation so tell us about one of your biggest challenges uh, as a business owner and and maybe a, a fellow business owner or a colleague that uh, helped you through that? 
So I think uh, for, for us, especially the first year was the biggest challenge was actually not having enough money to mm. support the growth. Yeah. Um, we actually, one time we had to tell one hotel, hey, unfortunately we can't, not this month, we can help you next month or the following month because this month we're, we're, we're at capacity. Um, and, 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 and that was a bad thing, of course, for us. That was a very bad decision for us. It was like, oh my God, we, we're going to lose this client because we're going to say no right now and they need mm -hmm. the help now. And so that, that was, for me, that was the biggest challenge was not having enough money to support the growth. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I, I really didn't have anyone that I could go to at that point because it was the first few months. It was not the first, not even the first year. For us, I think we were six months into the into the business mm -hmm. right after COVID opened. Uh, everything ended with COVID. And so we didn't have, we were not able to get a line of credit because it's only six months, you, yeah. there's no way you're going to get anything. Um, and, and so, and, and, and we didn't have a lot of cash uh, personally to really, we already were short because we were, we already had, uh, had invested in the company, all yeah. of our cash. So <clears throat> that for me was very difficult. I think the first year makes it hard. And then the second year also a little bit, once you go over the second year it was easier because now you can get a line of credit. Yes. We were able to actually get a line of credit for $70,000. And then I was able to find a um, a lender that does, uh, yeah, they call it factoring. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so we were able to actually get a, a contract with them too. And so that, of course, on the third year was easier because yeah. now we have uh, two lenders. We have a line of credit here, and then now we have a line of credit with the factoring invoicing. And so that elevated a lot. And so that can, now we can support more growth. Um, but yeah, the first, I think for me, the biggest challenge was the first year was just absolutely hard. Yeah. So for folks listening, factoring, it, it's a, a lending option where you're borrowing against a future payment. So if you invoice a client and they don't, uh, they're not going to pay you for 30 days or 60 days, then the lender will give you that money now and they just take a percentage of it. Uh, and then that when it gets paid, it, the payment goes to them instead of uh, coming to you. So that's called factoring. And and there are uh, some good companies out there that uh, can help you. Um, basically, you're just borrowing against the gap of when you have to make a payment versus when you're going to get paid back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very helpful. Very, very. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people aren't familiar with that. So that I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that listeners are going to uh, want to look into. Now, the the thing that typically happens with uh, new businesses, you mentioned in terms of have you know being cash strapped in the first year. So the the biggest mistake we can all make, and I made this mistake as well, is that I bootstrapped the company. And bootstrapping the company means you're just using your own finances to get started. And you know th there's going to be situations. Um, like was just shared where, hey, we ran out of money or we can't we can't invest in the growth. And here's the thing. And Vinicio, he just mentioned this, that when you need the money in your first year, the banks aren't going to give it to you because they're they're looking at your books. However, if you got a an SBA loan before you started your company and you shared your you know your business plan and your projections, you're more likely to get the funding you know, beforehand than in the first year when you need it. So for those who are considering starting a company, you know, explore that avenue, see what uh, financing you can get up front to be able to support the growth in the first 
a year or two. Once you've got some numbers and 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 you know books in place, like Vinicio said, you can then go back and to the bank and they'll they'll give you a loan in in year two and and beyond. But that first year, you're going to be a little uh, hard to get money when you need it. So you want to look at getting it before you launch your business. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for them being there to help with the business's growth. So who are those three people and how'd they help you? Well, my, the first one is my wife. Again, I think I mentioned her before. Um, she's the one being supportive and she's always been the one pushing me to do this. And so I would say she's the first one. The second one will be my partner, Rafael. Um, you know, he's the one also being part of this journey. So he's been there since the beginning and um, somebody that I, I know I can trust. Uh, he, I know he trusts me as well. So we have a lot of mutual trust. Uh, we think we think alike in a lot of things. And so that kind of helps that we, 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 we have a lot of agreements, but he, you know, he's his own person. So a lot of his point of view and perspective that does help with certain situations. So um, I think it's a very mutual beneficial relationship that I have with my partner. Uh, so I think those two, for me, at least they're, they're the biggest uh, when it comes to that. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Let's think of, let's talk about the future. As you think about the next one to three years, What's your uh, number one area for growth or what's the number one challenge that you see uh, in achieving your goals? So for, for us uh, with the staffing, um, our goal is to continue to add more clients. Of course, uh, we want to get to 200 employees uh, within the next, uh, hopefully, like you said, three to five years. Um, that's, that's the main goal. Um, and uh, add on other, other um, services, not just staffing. We want to also try to see if we can focus on adding other services like, such as uh, cleaning, commercial mm -hmm. cleaning, or even home cleaning. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity in those in that space, and we we want to see if we can take advantage of the fact that we already have experience in the cleaning industry. I mean, we're cleaning rooms. We have. Uh, you know, a lot, a, a big team of people cleaning rooms on a daily basis. And so we already have that experience. And I think we can transfer that into uh, cleaning, uh, you know, something like the conference center or offices or, or like I said, single family homes. Mm -hmm. You can transfer a lot of that into, into those spaces. So for us, it's, 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 it's continue to grow the company um, when it comes to the, uh, the agency, when it comes to the painting business, that one for me is uh, continue to grow as well with the apartments, um, create a bigger, you know, uh, market share um, and, and expand with, not just with apartments, but also eventually start doing uh, single family homes as well. Um, there's a lot of opportunity in that, in that area as well. And so uh, I think those two uh, can, can, can help us grow and, and continue to grow in the future. The other thing too with construction is Try trying to to go into contrast with the city. Um, I have not done that yet because this is my first year actually. Uh, in September, back in September, it was our first year as a painting business. Okay. So uh, for the city to apply for contracts, you have to be in business for at least two years. Okay. Uh, and so we'll I'm gonna have to wait until September of this year to uh, apply and try to see if I can get into getting contracts with the city as well. Mm -hmm. So those are the biggest the biggest goals right now. 
challenges and think for me is in the staffing industry is the biggest challenge for us is the market demand. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of depends on the tourism. Uh, a lot of a lot of depends on the conference events that happen here in Indianapolis. Um, yeah, things look very promising this year, uh, according to to a lot of a lot of events that are already scheduled. We have Taylor Swift coming up, right, which is going to be a big deal here in Indianapolis. Uh, apparently, it's, everything is going to be full sold out. There's there uh, actually everything is already sold out. Uh -huh. So when it comes to rooms. And uh, so, so it's it's there's a lot of good events coming up, uh, and of course we have the 500, Indy 500. We got the Eclipse, so those things of course are going to bring a lot of revenue, uh, and hopefully a lot of opportunity for us. But there's always that concern if we might need more than that. That might not be enough. Sure. Um, you know we have, we also have to be concerned about the unemployment rate. If mm -hmm. unemployment rate goes up, that means there's a lot of people looking for work. There's less jobs, so there's less demand for us as a, as a right. staffing agency. So we we need the unemployment rate to stay low for us to continue our growth. Mm -hmm. uh, so these are things that we really have no control over as a company. Sure. Um, and 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 so we 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 depend on others and all and, and and the market as well. So it's just something we know, you know. And the yeah. painting business side, it's a little bit different. Painting. Sure. The, the 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 good thing is that you know it's more like a need uh you know that that's why i also decided to open the painting business because when i was in COVID, i actually was working as a property manager during the COVID shutdown and our operations because i was managing a property we were we're st we were still open we were still doing right. things it was just it was considered essential yeah and and so my vendors my painters were still working we still had to do unit turns we still had to paint units right. we still had to paint units that didn't stop. And so that's one of the reasons I decided to also open the painting businesses. It's just uh, an opportunity to to stay safe and not depend so much on the market as you know, as the staffing agency that depends a lot on the market. It makes, uh, you mentioned earlier about expanding your services as well. So that makes sense on the staffing side to, to look at how, how else might you use the, the, the employees that you have and, and diversify yourself a little bit beyond just the, the, uh, you know, the hotel industry and, and tourism. And, and so I, I, I like where you're thinking in terms of, Hey, how might we diversify our, our business model so that we're not dependent, all, only dependent on others. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the idea. Last question here, Jim Rohn, uh, a great uh, business guru said that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that quote, what advice would you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own? Well, I would say do not do it on your own. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I think that's the first thing, I think. Uh, but if you do, get, make sure you get a good mentor, you know, mm -hmm. get somebody who already kind of knows what, what they're doing. Uh, so that you can learn as much as you can, um, read as much as you can about taxes, cash flow, business loans, credit, payroll, uh, people management. It's just, you know, I think for me, those are the things that you got to really put together and 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 work through and learn. Um, it's not that easy. I mean, at least I mean, for me, I mean, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people opening businesses and they, they they try to do it without knowing you know, anything about credit, anything about payroll, anything about people management, and then they struggle. Um, and and that's, that's one of the mistakes I think a lot of business owners make. Yeah, well, you, you just mentioned it's not easy. And the reality is that running a business is not easy, right? There, 
there is a lot to learn and understand and to manage and it can it certainly can become easy right once the the best practices and the and the tools are put in place but the learning curve in the first you know couple of years can be a little overwhelming because there's just a lot that that we have to figure out and and navigate through so i like your your advice on you know read books watch videos ingest as much information as you can to to help uh to become a better version of ourselves and um you know i i've throughout my journey I've had up to three different coaches at a time that were focusing on different aspects of the business that I, I knew I needed to grow in and become better at. And, and I've, I've had a business coach from since the beginning, because, you know, there's always stuff that I don't see for myself and I need an outside perspective and set of eyes to, to point those things out for me and, and help me to, to understand what I'm missing and, and also to, you know, hold me accountable and, and, you know, help me to set bigger goals and and push myself. So, yeah, a lot. And there's easy ways to do that, right? We can, if we, some people don't like reading, so you can listen to an audio book, right? Um, you can, or you can watch a video, or you can go to a, a seminar or a conference. There's lots of, you know, very affordable options out there to to help us all to grow and learn and develop, and and or you know, talk with other business owners. People are willing to. You know, to have have a coffee and talk about their journey and answer any questions that you have. So, so never feel like you you're on an island by yourself. There's lots of resources out there for everyone who's listening to to tap into and and help you to to become a a better version of yourself. But sometimes it it can feel like you're on your own, even it though you sure know that. Can. Yes, yeah. Talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, like I, I do have, uh, you know, uh, we joined the Chamber of Commerce, for example, just to network, grow the business and also, you know, have the opportunity to learn and, 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 and have opportunities to network with people that have already yeah. a lot of experience. But sometimes it feels like you're on your own because a lot of times, like, for example, Chamber of Commerce, and, and I'm not talking trash about the Chamber of Commerce, but a lot of the meetings we go, or at least I went to, um, People are in the same boat as I am. You know, they they're going through the same things. They don't know what to do. They're also lost, and so yeah. uh, the people that can actually help you, they're not there. You know, sure. so, yeah. Uh, you're like, man, you know. And then, and then there's also the other organizations that do help out. You know, like I have this. I forgot the name right now, but there's this organization here in Indianapolis. They do help uh, and coach and and advise business owners, um, and. Uh, the the one that I was talking to the advisor he's he's a he's a professor in IU I think mm -hmm. and he's very smart he's he's a professor of course in business but he's not a business owner sure so you know he he does of course has a lot of good advice but since he's not a business owner there's a lot few things that he just can't answer for you you know because he he doesn't own a business yeah. himself um everything is by the book and it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah yes right <laughs> you know, not necessarily the same um and so it's just uh it's just one of some you know some of those things so, so it feels sometimes that you're on your own and you're like you i just gotta figure it out you know because not everybody's gonna give you all their their secrets especially exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it, that's, it that's can, the thing it can feel like we're all alone it's it can feel very lonely at the top and so the the advice I I will share with everyone here on on this interview is that is you know find your group right if we go back to Jim Rohn's quote you know who are the five people it could be you know fellow business owners because sometimes it's it's important to hear 
that other people are going through similar struggles so that we don't feel like we're the only one, right, that's having this problem or this issue. Um, but also look at who are people that can help, you know, train and educate you. So whether that's, you know, hiring somebody, right, or getting involved in a peer group. So with our clients, we we bring everyone together once a quarter and uh, we do a, a, a a quarterly planning session, but it's also an opportunity to network with like-minded business owners who are in the program and and wanting to grow their business, and they can share best practices and stories and and you know their journey with one another to to encourage and support and and motivate one another, and and it eliminates that feeling of I'm in this all alone. It's like well, no, there's a there's a room full of people that are are doing this as well, and and you know working to get better and improve and improve themselves and improve their business. So, yes. so yeah, for everyone listening, just, you know, find your group, find who you need. Um, it, it, again, right, it could be different levels. It could be a fellow business owners in a chamber event. It could be that you, you hire a company to, to coach you and guide and direct you on those best practices. It could be a, a, a peer group of, you know, CEO roundtable groups. There's things like that out there as well, but, but critical. I think it's, it's absolutely mandatory that every business owner who wants to be awesome, right. Who wants to build a great business. You need to, you need to have somebody who's mentoring you or coaching you to, to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So um, sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people in your journey that have helped you along the way. If they were all here on the show, what would you want to say to them? just thank you for being there you know really just thank you for the support thank you for being there thank you for uh having faith in me and um not giving up and i think that's 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 all i can think of is just thank you awesome vinicio it's been a pleasure speaking with you today thank you so much for being on the show no thank you for having me i appreciate it i appreciate your time thank you very much it was fun thanks for listening to the self-made is a myth show Please help spread this movement by liking and subscribing to our show and following us on Facebook and LinkedIn. To join our movement, go to BeMadTogether.com. Okay, folks, that's a wrap. Please pay it forward and be sure to tune in next time to the Self-Made is a Myth podcast.